0: Kohelet, Perik Dalid. The fourth Perik of Kohelet is uh, almost a perfect unit in the Megillah. In fact, as we'll see, Pasuk Yudzain, which is the last Pasuk of the Perik, does not belong in the unit that we'll be discussing today. We may get to that unit uh, today, but it's not in the core unit of Perik Dalid. The core unit of Perik Dalid starts with Pasuk Aleph, and then ends uh, in Pasuk Zain, so it's 16 Pesukim. The core theme of the unit will be Kohelet's observations about the social and political contract, so to speak. And Kohelet will be reflecting on the social interactions among members of society, and he will eventually get to discussing the interactions between the members of society and the rulers who rule over uh, the members of society. The uh, unit itself will be divided into further subunits of uh, of three to four pesukim each, and we will talk about them uh, as we get there. Pasuk Aleph this is the first pasuk of the first subsection so to speak and the subsection is three Pasukim, aleph bet and gimel in which kohelet will discuss the solitude of those who are oppressed in society pasuk aleph starts ani et kol ha'ashukim and i turn to see all the oppression that is done under the sun and behold, the tears of the oppressed who have no one to console them. And in their hands of in the hands of their oppressors is the power, and there is no one to console them. You see how here, Kohelet repeats himself, twice, the emphasis is not on the injustice per se, the emphasis is on the solitude, and the loneliness of the oppressed in society who have no one to comfort them, no one to console them. Pasuk Bet Adena. And I praise the dead who have already died more than the living who are still alive, Pasuk Gimel, vetob and better than both of them, it he who was never even born, who did not even come into being, because that person who never came into being did not have the chance to see the evil deed, the evil deed being the cause of the oppression, which leaves the uh, oppressed in solitude, this person who was never born, he is best off, because he was never born to see the evil that is done under the sun. These three pesukim form Kohelet's first reflection on uh, the social compact, and his observation is that those who are oppressed in society are basically alone. There is no one to help them, there is no one to console them, there is no one to explain to them uh, why uh, what was done to them was done to them. And he sees this as a great evil, not the oppression per se, but the fact that the oppressed is left Alone, that is what he sees as a great evil, and because of that great evil, it's better that uh, no one even come into being. A person who never came into being is best off because he doesn't have to view uh, that evil. Pasuk Dalet Kohelit begins a new reflection on what makes people in society tick, what motivates them. Veraiti ani et kol amal kol ha ish And I saw that all the toil and all the skilled work, it's all a function of one man's envy for his friend. This too is mere breath and hurting the wind. You can almost hear Kohelet's uh, criticism of unfettered capitalism over here, whereas capitalism might see uh, a little bit of greed and jealousy as a good thing that motivates people. Kohelet sees all of the things that are done in society, and he sees them as just motivated by jealousy, and as a result, they must be uh, just mere breath and hurting the wind. And why that is, he tells us in Pasuk and Vav, Pasuk hakesir hobeket yadav v'okheret pesaro. It may be true that the fool hugs his hands and eats his own flesh. And here you're supposed to be imagining someone uh, with crossed arms, the crossed arms symbolizing someone who's either uh, lazy or for other reasons is not willing to work, and the person with crossed arms has nothing to eat but the arms that are close to his mouth. Uh, and the re- what what Kohelet is doing over here is seemingly quoting a popular uh, wisdom aphorism that says that basically a lazy person uh, won't have anything to eat. And Kohelet says it's true. It might be that a lazy person, the fool who hugs his hands, who doesn't work, will have nothing to eat and will end up just having to eat himself. That may be true. But, Pasuk Vav, Tob mi Amal Better to have one palm full of ease than to have two handfuls uh, of toil and hurting the wind. And Kohelet's general commentary on society over here seems to be that uh, while it's true that a person should not be totally lazy because then he'll have nothing left to do but eat himself, so to speak, it's also true that all the jealousy that that uh, motivates a person to work so hard and do nothing but work and amass all these great things, all that work, it's really not all that worth it. It's better to have just one handful of stuff that was gained with maybe a little bit more ease than all that work, than to have two handfuls of all this toil uh, that is just hurting the wind. So he seems to take a moderate position between the two extremes, and uh, through that he criticizes the current situation in society, which is the extreme of greed and jealousy motivating uh, extra hard work, too hard work. And by the way, just to point out, the first subsection, in which Kohelet discussed the solitude of the oppressed, and the second subsection in which Kohelet describes the jealousy that motivates society, they're both connected, and we'll see that this connection runs through all the subsections in this unit. They're both connected by the theme of two. The In uh, in the first subsection, Kohelet talks about Tov Mishenehem. In the second one, he will talk about uh, kaf, achat, kaf Nahat, uh, one handful uh, is better than two handfuls. In the third section, we'll see he'll talk about So we will see the theme of two, the theme of Shani, uh, keep going throughout the different subsections in this unit. Pasuk hashamish. And I turned and I saw mere uh, breath under the sun. And what is this Hevel that I saw? Pasuk There is one without a second. In other words, there is a person that has no companionship. Neither a son nor a brother does he have. And there is no end to all his toil. He's giving you a picture of this workaholic loner. He has no friends. He has no time for friends. He has no time for family. All he wants to do is work. His eye is not sated with any amount of wealth. (laughs) Kohelet is almost putting words into this workaholic's mouth. Who am I toiling for? For whom am I depriving myself of good things? (laughs) This too is mere breath and an evil matter. These two pesukim, pesuk zayin and het, form the third sub subsection of the unit. And here were Kohelet's reflections also on loneliness, a different type of loneliness than, than, than he discussed when he uh, discussed the loneliness of the oppressed. Here you have the loneliness of those who work too hard to form meaningful uh, relationships in society. Pesuk tet. Pesuk starts the next subsection in which Kohelet will uh, actually talk about not what makes loneliness bad, but what makes companionship good. And there will be four Pesukim Tet, Yud, Yud Aleph Yud Bet, in which he will discuss this. Pesuk Tobim Min Again, the theme of Shenaim, which runs through the entire unit of the perek. Better are two than the one. And why is that? From a practical perspective, sakhar tob because from practical perspective they can get a better reward in their toil. Pasuk Yod kimi polu ya'kim et Chavero. If one of them falls, the other could lift up his friend. But if one alone should fall, there is no other one to lift him up. So you notice that Kohelet is discussing the value of a relationship here, not from the standpoint of companionship or love, but from a very practical standpoint. Two are better than one, they can do a better job that will earn them more reward for their toil, and uh, they also work as a sort of insurance policy for each other. If one of them falls, the other can lift them up. Pasuk Yud Aleph again emphasizing the practical aspects of being in a relationship. If two lie together, they are warm. But as for one, how will he be warm? And if one should attack him, the two will stand against him. And the triple cord will not be easily or quickly snapped. There are two interesting things in this, uh, in this Pasuk Yudbet. If you look at the sequence of numbers in the Pasuk, So there's this uh, advancement from 1 to 2 to 3, which I think could be an indication of Kohelet's view that perhaps uh, the more the merrier when it comes to, uh, to having relationships. The proverb of Shulash, lo natek, is now widely understood uh, by scholars of the ancient Near East to be referring to a very famous line in a very famous piece of ancient Near Eastern literature. And that famous line is said by uh, the character in uh, that famous work as he is in the process of joining forces. With his friend and so it would be widely understood by those who are hearing uh, Kohelet uh, discuss the practical benefits of companionship and, and relationships it would be widely understood that he is referring to this uh, this famous uh, ancient near Eastern Near Eastern epic in which in that particular portion of the story the emphasis on the benefits of relationship are also stressed. Thus far, what we've seen in this unit is Kohelet take on the solitude and plight of the oppressed in society. He then moves on from that to discuss the motivating forces of the members of society and his criticism of those motivating forces. He moves on from criticizing the motivating forces of society to showing how those motivating forces themselves, that jealousy, that greed, can motivate someone Uh, in such a blinding way that the person does not even bother forming any sorts of relationships with any other people. And then he moves on from that to discuss the benefits that actually forming those relationships might have. Now, if you think about the logical progression of how society works, when people come together, when people form relationships and uh, come together to form a society, the next logical step in that progression is uh, choosing a leader. And that is the next topic that Kohelet will be taking on in the next few Pesukim that, that, uh, that will complete this unit on Kohelet's discussions uh, regarding uh, uh, social dynamics. In his world, there's, or there can be no separation between uh, the political realm and the social realm. The social realm necessarily leads to the political realm. Pasuk Kohelet seems to be uh, reflecting on the political through his interpretive portrayal uh, of what must have been a well-known uh, situation or a well-known a well-known political drama or story that must have taken place that many of his listeners must have known about and so he starts his uh his uh, reflection like this better a poor but wise boy than an old and foolish king who no longer knows how to be wary pasuk gimel sorry pasuk Yud-Daled, ki mi bet ya salim loch ki gam bemalchuto this poor boy came from the prison house to be king. And during the reign of the original king, he was born an impoverished boy, an impoverished man. So here you have Kohelet setting up the story. You have a poor boy is born. He's born into a a uh, an impoverished situation in life. And he rises up and from the jail cell becomes king. And... You might be forgiven for uh, thinking that this is a very familiar story that we know from the Torah of Yosef who comes out from uh, Beit Hasurim to become king, and that is indeed what the midrash says these pesukim are talking about. And it very well could be that Kohelet is going to discuss the discuss the uh, his reflections on you know, the political and society through this story of Yosef. Either way, he doesn't name Yosef, he doesn't name Paro. He talks about this situation without any names, but it seems to be a situation that everybody who's listening uh, seems to know about. Pasuk ta'htav. I have seen all the living who go about under the sun alongside this second boy who will stand in his place. Kohelet marvels at... All the people in society who are uh, so thrilled, so excited with the new rulership that they have, everybody, kol ha-hayim, are coming and coronating this new king who's taking over for this uh, old and foolish king. Pasuk tezayin en kes lekol ha'am. There is no end to all the people. Lekol asher hayalif nehem. To all before whom this new king stood, but in the end, Kohelet says, "Gam lo hevel ruach." Those who come later, they will end up not being happy with this king, and so this too, this whole uh, the whole concept of rulership, this too is hevel mere breath ruach, hurting the wind. And what you can almost hear in Kohelet over here is a poignant criticism of political revolutions, past, present, and future. What Kohelet is saying is the generation, the society, is always going to welcome the new king. The young king, the wise man who, the, who, who came up from prison. Maybe it's a hero story. Whatever it is, there's always going to be this excitement about the new political revolution. And what's going to end up happening, Kohelet says, and he's seen it before, and he promises you it's going to happen again. What's going to end up happening is that, Gamha bo. the result of the political revolution will simply be that everybody who comes later on will be unhappy. Uh, at best, of course, we've seen many times political revolutions end with much worse than people being unhappy. But certainly what Kohelet is pointing to over here is uh, complete and utter disillusionment. That everybody is happy with the new king and what ends up being the situation in society is not happiness, but not excitement, but disillusionment. And so this too, the ultimate result of society coming together, and choosing its rulership, this too ends in Hevel V'rayon Ruach, mere breath and hurting the wind.